Do you feel something is missing from your podcast pitching process? If so, then stick around because my guest is sharing all about that and more. Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. Welcome back. If you're new here, I'm Jen Vasquez, a Pinterest manager and marketing strategist who brings in marketing experts to help you take action to grow your business. And if marketing is something that you want to learn more about for your business, please subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel because we've got lots of amazing guests. And the one that's on with us today makes me super happy. I'm very excited to be chatting with Christina Linkowski of Publicity by Christina. Christina Linkowski is a forward-thinking podcast publicist and educator for entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors looking to expand their credibility and go from best-kept secret to go to expert in their industries through being a guest on other people's podcasts. In 2019, after 13 years of working in the PR realm, Christina discovered that what being a guest on podcasts did for her online business. Since then, she has dedicated her work to helping other business owners, particularly women, see the same kind of results. She has been a guest on over 40 podcasts, including Her Empire Builder, Profit Podcast and the Heather Sager Show, and helped her clients, private clients, go from booked to over 250 top-rated shows, including Hello 7 with Rachel Rogers, the online business show with Tyler McCall, and the Copywriter Club, and Get Paid with Claire. You're going to have to edit this out. I'm so sorry, Angelina. Claire Pelletro. Pelletro. Mm-hmm and get paid with Claire Pelledro, among others. Christina lives in Boise, Idaho, United States with her husband and her daughter. Welcome, Christina. I'm very, very excited to be face-to-face with you or on a podcast (laughs) with you (laughs) because you've sent some amazing guests my way and it has been such a pleasure. So welcome. Thank you, Jen. I am so, so excited to be here. I'm jazzed to be in front of your audience. I love talking to other service providers as a service provider myself. Um, And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just ready. Let's get it. Let's dive right in. Um, I always start with this question. I love to hear how my, the people that come on my podcast and YouTube channel, how they got to where they are today. Cause it's often a very windy road and people really feel better knowing it's okay to pivot and change your business or change jobs and getting to the place that you feel is your superpower. So let us know how you got to where you are today. Well, girl, I got those pivots. Don't worry about that. <laughs> we will, we'll definitely talk about that. Um, So yeah, for me, you kind of mentioned it in my bio, but I have been in the PR and marketing world since I was out of college. So I pretty much came out of college, traveled for a year, and then was like, oh, now I got to get insurance. And so started, actually found myself in the PR realm coming out of school with a journalism degree um, and stuff like that. 
So with that, I started to work for different agencies, work for different comp companies, both in my hometown of Portland, Oregon. And then when I moved over to the East Coast with my now husband, um, working with companies over there. And then we found ourselves back in the Northwest in Boise. Um, and I started, I started working for an agency here. Um, but after I had my daughter in 2014, I decided that I could no longer be a senior account exec. It just wasn't working for me to be working those working full time and all that type of good stuff. The company and I had to make it work, but it just, it just couldn't happen. So I went off on my own and I started at first time I took some time off and then I just started to do some freelance writing. Um, and then I eventually had people asking me, Hey, can you continue to do PR? My particular area of expertise was, um, tourism PR. So that was where I was, um, you know, consulting in and doing this work in. And I decided that I was going to start an online course on it. Um, and so I built an online course and got it out there into the world. And I marketed it the way that the gurus all said to market. So they said, you know, put a bunch of money in ads, get people to a webinar, have that go from there. You're going to make you basically money in the bank. Right. And that is not how it went. That <laughs> You guys can't see Jen is shaking her head right now, but this is something that's so the reason I tell this story is I know there are people listening to this right now that have gone through this exact same scenario. And so that happened. So I want to be clear, even though I taught publicity, my course was on publicity for tourism. I did no publicity on my, the <laughs> so that's like a real face moment in, in your life. And so the next time I went to go launch, I was like, all right, this time I'm doing it my way. And so I started to use all the skills that I had from over a decade working for agencies and get myself booked on podcasts, which at this time, 2017, 2018, were kind of newer things. Like they weren't necessarily something that everybody was really listening to. And the difference I saw in my business, y'all, was nuts was nuts. night like, and day night sure. and day people that were reaching out to me to ask about consulting people that were just buying my multiple thousand dollar course the bat you know from all over the world um so all these things were happening and i was like why are we not talking about this more why are people not discussing this form of marketing which by the way is free which by the way you could be doing and getting out in front of people with and so when 2020 hit, when I guess I should say when the pandemic hit, um, I knew that tourism wasn't going to be good for a long time. Um, how, at least in the United States, places make their money is through hotel stays. That's how tourism um, gets its funding. And so if no one's staying in hotels, then money for tourism. So I was like, okay, I'd already kind of had this little inkling to switch into teaching um, entrepreneurs, how to book themselves on podcasts. So I just leaned into that. Um, so at first I was just pitching, I was teaching people how to pitch themselves. That was great. But again, I pivoted when there were so many people asking me just do it for them. So many people that were like, this is great. I see the value. I want it to happen, but I do not have the um, time and the bandwidth to be able to do this. And so that's when I started my company. And at first it was just me as a solopreneur. Um, and now it's grown into an agency with many publicists under me. Um, and so, yeah, there's been a lot of pips along the way, but each one has gotten us to, you know, to the place where we are today, which is, which is great. 
That is, that is, that is really a typical story that I hear from everyone that comes on here. It is. That's why I was like, this is long. I know, but I know, like but it's, it. it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect because I feel like business owners, especially newer business owners, but business owners in general, they're like not in love with their business anymore at that point, or they're not sure where to start. And just knowing that you're, you're harvesting the skills that you used from another job or past history can create that business that you want. And your business is niche and amazing. Very and niche. so I love yes. that. Mm -hmm. um, yep. All right. Well, let's dive right into what people are probably listening to this podcast or watching this YouTube channel for. And that is the three mindset mistakes um, that, that people have made. And so I would love for you to start with number one, what is the thing that you see the most with your clients or what you hear about when it comes to mindset mistakes? I think number one thing that I see, and this is particularly our, um, a lot of people have a great service or a great product and they can build, they can build their business to a certain degree on that. But at a certain point, you have to get visible in order to grow. At a certain point, you got to be out in front of new customers. You got to be doing that work to get in front of new people. And so a big mindset mistake I see at pretty much all levels. I mean, we work with clients at many different levels of business is being scared to get out there, being scared to use their voice and, you know, um, talk about the things that people really want to hear from them about. Um, so the, I always like to say to people is I always like to have them think about what's worst that could happen, right? Like, what do you think is the absolute worst thing that could happen? Um, and for most people, that's like, I say the wrong thing. I stumble on my words. Uh, I sound, you know, people are like, why is there, why are they up there? And first of all, for those couple few things, most of these things are not live. So I want to be very clear that I just want to make that right out of your head. Things can be edited post you doing the interview and every host that you're going to be working with, they're not out to get you. They're not out to sound like a fool. They are trying to produce good content for their audience as well. So if you really stumble over something, just say, Hey, like I could say, Jen, can we take, can we take a pause? Now I'm going to start saying that again. And she's going to be like, yeah, okay. That sounds good. Right. So she just, she just nodded to confirm that yes. that's, what, that that's what she would do. I was like, man, it's going to be awkward. She's like, no. Um, but I knew that that wasn't going to be her, her reaction to it. But I truly 100% believe that the worst thing that can is you do not put yourself out there. Your business will not grow. And I'm here to tell you that you're the first few interviews, you're going to be nervous as hell. You are going to be nervous. You're going to be sweating. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, what if I, you know, what if I do this? What if this happens? Da, 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 da. But you'll get through it and you will get better. And soon you will have been on multiple shows and you'll be like, I'm feeling good. My message is being out there. People are res really resonating with this. And so I think that that truly is the biggest mindset mistake I see is people just not even wanting to get going or get started because they just have that fear, that imposter syndrome going on. But you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable to grow that, to grow your business. Yeah. And, and I will add also that one thing that really helps is whatever that thing is that you talk about at nauseum 
because you're so passionate about it right. that you drive your family and your friends crazy. <laughs> that's the topic. I wouldn't know to, what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the topic that you should pick because you want to pick something that you could literally talk about all day long. Because if anything, you're not going to be able to get out half the content that you want because podcasts are generally not that long, right? Yes, so exactly. picking that is great. And the other thing that I will add, which is right along the same lines as what you're talking about, is you cannot get experience without doing the dang thing. So yep. if you're nervous, do it with a friend. Have your friend just ask you all kinds of questions or find a podcast host that is not, you know, a billion subscribers, but one that has like, you know, not as many subscribers, but it's in that niche that you love. Because yep. A, you're going to get excited. We're going to get, we're lot. totally going to get into this. Perfect. Absolutely. Awesome. 100%. So, yes. so why don't you jump right into the second one? <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. And that wasn't to cut you off, just to be clear. No, no. But, saying, but yes, I, I agree with you. And we're going to get into that. We're, we're definitely going to get into that a lot more. Um, the second mindset misstep I see is people thinking that guesting on podcasts doesn't work. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to laugh because it's so wrong. <laughs> I mean, I want to do that, but that would be right in someone's face and I don't want to be rude, you know, so I, I just am like, okay, but I will meet people sometimes. And the thing I hear a lot is like, oh, I've guessed it on a couple podcasts, but it didn't do anything for my business. Okay. So there's a couple responses that I typically have to this. One is, were these shows that you pitched or were these ones that just asked you to be on their show? And for a lot of people, a lot of people that have doubts about being a guest on podcasts, they've been on a couple shows, but that was because their friend or client or someone asked them to be on it. Now, I want to be very clear that there is nothing wrong with going on your show that is your friend's show or your client's show. But unless it is full of your ideal audience, you cannot expect it to move the needle in your business. And you are doing podcasts disservice by saying that it doesn't work when you're not getting in front of the right people. And so I think that a lot of people miss out on that strategy and they just assume, well, I've done a couple and you know nothing has worked for me. And a, a lot of times that's because they're not getting in front of the right audience. The second thing also goes back to that, you can be doing this twice and expecting it to move the needle in your business. <laughs> you need to be yes. guesting on podcasts consistently. Um, consistently. You know, Jen said I've been a guest on her podcast. I would honestly venture that's probably more like 60 at this point because I am on two shows a month myself and that is what we recommend for our clients and that's what I recommend for everyone. Um publicity is a lot like ice. And what I mean by that is, you know, before ice freezes, before it hits that 32 degrees for us in the US, zero degrees Celsius for everyone else in the world, um, all this stuff is happening under the surface that we don't see right? We don't see all the things that are going on. We don't see anything until that ice freezes and we can see it with our own eyes. And that is a lot of how publicity is. You are going to go on all these different shows. You're going to get in front of your idea over and over. Literally, people are going to hear your message. It's the same people sometimes. We'll even hear your message two, three, four times. And then that ice solidifies and you become the person that they know is the go-to expert in that particular thing, okay? So you got to be going out there again and again and again. I can't even tell you the amount of people that are like, oh, I've heard you on like three podcasts. I love what you had to say about X, Y, Z. Great. Guess what? Now they're talking to me. It wasn't because they heard me once. It was because they heard me three times. It's part of that similar. no. It's part of that no like and trust 100%. process that people have 100%. to go through. 
right? Yes. They could they could see your Instagram post, see a LinkedIn post, see this, see that. And they say it takes like at least seven times for people exactly. to actually believe what you're saying. Yep. To believe what you're saying. And so you got to be out there. And so I think that that's a huge mindset for some people, not all people, but some people definitely feel like, oh, I was on a podcast that didn't do anything for my business. They ju- It just doesn't work. And so I think that that's, that's my number two uh, mindset misstep that people have about me. And the third? The third <laughs> is the time that it takes. Um, uh, that is a big one. Um, I hate to burst people's bubble that think this is going to be a super easy, no time thing to do. Um, but getting in front of the right shows and pitching at a really high level takes time. And now that doesn't mean that you can't do it yourself. You absolutely can. And if you're at the beginning of your business, that's a really great time. And what I commend to people is like, great, get your pitch template ready and then start doing the pitching yourself. And actually how I pitch and what I really recommend for people, I batch my pitching. So one time a quarter, I do what I call a pitch sprint. And so that means that I'll have research like, or I spend a couple hours researching basically 12 to 15 shows that I want to pitch to. And I spend the whole day using my pitch template, pitching those. And what I'm looking for is to get on at least six of those shows, because that's going to hit my two a month, um, uh, you know, uh, alg- not algorithm, my two time a month uh, deal that I'm trying to hit. Um, at least on average. And so that's the way I do it. And for some people that could really, that's easier for them than thinking about, oh, I'm going to spend three hours a week pitching. Like, cause if you're me, I ain't going to do it. Yeah. Like I, if you, if you, if I'm trying to build that time, I'll push that to the side. Yeah. I, I am the same. If I try to spend one or two hours or one hour, even once a week, it's the one thing that I'm going to skip when I'm busy with clients. Right? <laughs> you're always going to do your client. Yeah. You're not going to think about it. You're doing client work. You're doing other stuff. It's, yeah. it's going to get pushed to the back of your mind. Yeah. I book one whole day, a quarter, just like you talked about. I yeah. book one whole day, do all of my research in the morning, eat some lunch and do all of my pitching in the afternoon. Jen, and then if I'm that. done early, I get a free rest of the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 100%. It is 100%. the best way. Yeah, it is. It is a really great way to it'll keep you sane, you know, and I say that to people a lot because they will that like so many people come to me that are like, I've been mean to pitch for the last two years and I haven't found the time to do it. Right. Or I haven't done X, Y, Z. That's a lot. And truthfully, that's why we have a lot of clients. A lot of our clients are like, I don't have the time to do this. So I need you to, to you guys to take it over for us. Yeah. And, and I'm going to ask, cause I know everyone out there is thinking this question because this would be the question that I would be thinking of. Yeah. Um, and just as a kind of a one-off area that I think is important, um, when someone sits down two things, one, you're not going to get every single pitch that you make. And I feel like people feel very uncomfortable and look at that as a failure. I look at that as a way of getting better at pitching, right? Mm -hmm. So just know in advance that you might get a quarter of those that you pitch to. And if you get more sick than joy, that's great. Exactly. Um, And a quarter is about the right percentage to have in your mind. And I also think it's important, like you said, to know that on the front end so that you don't feel like it's a rejection of you and just knowing that to a certain extent first game, like well, obviously you're wanting to get in front of the audiences, but you know, there's, there's going to be a million reasons why I host 
doesn't have you on. And I think a lot of people, one mistake they make is that they pitch to a specific type of podcast. So like I'm a Pinterest marketing expert. So I would pitch to a Pinterest marketing podcast. And I have found that that's not the best way to go. No, you want to do a complimentary. You want to do that Mm -hmm. complimentary. I always say, look at the podcast and see if it's something that would interest your clients. So you have like clients in mind. Um, So I'm going to ask you, this is off the books, (laughs) but it's not a question (laughs) that I had in advance, but I want to know what is one important thing that you should have. And there's a lot of things in a pitch, just heads up. It's not just a quick one paragraph situation. Um, But what is one thing that you think would be super important that people do during the research to make sure that is in that pitch to find more success? Well, I think kind of what you just said is, is what it is. And that is doing the research. Um, The amount of people that do not take the time to research the show, to even find the first name of the host, you guys. Like embarrassing. It's bad. It's bad. I- I've had so many bad pitches, so I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that's why when a good pitch crosses your desk, you pay attention to it. Um, uh, no big deal. A lot of those have been posted by Christina ones. Just think about that. Just think about that. Yeah, yeah. And- but no, I, I think that it's really important to remember that the you you have to do a little bit of work here. Like this isn't just, okay, I'm just going to send out a hundred pitches in one day. And we call that the spray and pray method, right? We're throwing spaghetti against a wall. Yes. I'm trying to to see what I can get on. And that's not what we're doing here. So by doing a little bit of research for us, we always like to have that opening paragraph be a connection to that host, something that we genuinely um, found interest in. Hey, we listened to, I listened to this episode or you guys, you don't have to listen to the whole episode. Listen to the first 10 minutes and listen to the last five minutes. And maybe you take a couple minutes and if like, I'm talking if you're about, if you're doing like your pitch and you're in it, you don't have to a full hour episode. You don't have to do these things like, but do it to something. Like I go down and I scroll through the episodes and I find one that interests me, right? Like I find one that I'm generally, I'm genuinely interested in. I'm like, oh, I want to hear from this guest and what they have to say about this. And then we'll listen to it. You know, before I hopped on this call with Jen, I listened to one of her past episodes, actually with one of our clients on it. Yes. But I always do that within 24 hours of guessing as well, so that I can get a refresher of, okay, it's how this show kind of is set up. This is what they like to talk about, et cetera. These are the things that make you have much more memorable pitch and a much more memorable guest experience. I liken it to being on Instagram and you get these DMs where you don't know who they are, what they do, and they're like full sales mode, right? Instead, the DMs that I get where I've seen them pop up with likes on my content, I'm like, hmm, let me go ahead and read this, right? Otherwise, I'm not even reading it. Same is true with podcast hosts. If some, I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) If you go to this podcast host and in the first sentence you say, I really love your podcast. That podcast episode 10, where you um, ask the guest this question, it was exactly the question I was thinking of in my mind that is listening a, that to is it. perfect. Who yeah. does not want compliments, number exactly. one? But it has yep. to be genuine, like you said, but mm-hmm. you need to listen to that podcast and not yeah. the whole part, but at least some of it. And what do you genuinely find exactly. interesting, right? Yep. Authenticity, when you're inauthentic, it stinks and yep. people smell it. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. And that's why a lot of people think, 
they're making a connection like by saying like, oh, I really loved your latest podcast episode number 93. And then they put the title in and then they move on. That's nothing. Obviously, the host knows you didn't listen to that. That just meant you took the latest episode, you put it in there and you were just trying to have an inauthentic connection to them. And they know right off the bat, this person did not, has not ever listened to my show. Crazy. It is crazy. Okay. What is one of the most detrimental mindsets when it comes to pitching yourself on podcasts? I mean, we definitely talk spray and pray, which I would say is a huge one. Like just think that you just need to send the same exact pitch out to a certain number of people and that's going to be great. And that's going to work fantastic for you. Um, the other thing I would say is not thinking, putting more of this on the host. And what I mean by that is you don't have your own podcast. One thing you need to understand is producing a podcast is a lot of work. Okay. And so you need to be grateful for this host for bringing you on. Um, Like at the end of this, you know, after we hit end on record, I'm, I mean, I'm already selling my secrets, but here we go. You know, I'll be saying to Jen, like, I'm going to genuinely thank her for having me on her show, for getting me in front of her audience. And I'm going to share this show when it goes live. Should I tell them it's going to go live? Perfect. I'm going to share that. I'm going to tag her. Wonderful. And why wouldn't These you? Are, Let's why be honest. You? Why would you not share that? So many people don't, I'm just saying. And that is what I think is the detrimental mindset is thinking that all you have to do is this interview and literally you're done, right? You are not coming into it with a genuine attitude of gratitude. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true going in and knowing that, Hey, you're putting me in front of your audience. I'm giving you value. We're having a value exchange, but I appreciate all that you're doing for me. Um, And so I think probably the big like I have people like I've had people hop on discovery before and they're like so like is the podcast host gonna pay me to be a guest on their show I'm like no like and they're like but that's like an hour of my time like, yeah that's not what this is like <laughs> this if, is if that's free marketing for, for your business yeah, exactly like if, if that's what you're looking for you need to find another like that's something else like that ain't this and so I think that 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 is what I would say is the biggest disserving mindset for people is just not taking into account the host and not also seeing that as a huge opportunity for you. Um, some of the hosts that I've had connections with have become my biggest referral sources, have become people that talk, you know, talk my name up in crowds of other people. Um, so 100% like that relationship with the host and your gratitude towards the host is a huge mindset misstep that a lot of people fall into. I, I would agree with that. Sort of touching on that in a little bit sort of of a reverse way, what are some successful ways or way to shift your mindset and what should you focus your pitches, pitching energy on? Like you you talked yeah. about how to consider it, it's free marketing, right? That's one mind shift, sh- mindset shift is that you're not doing the host a favor. You're actually doing something great for your business in terms of marketing. Right. What's another way to kind of shift your mindset? I mean, I think too, like this might not be exactly, exactly what people are thinking, but I think that a big thing is making it as easy to get to the yes when it comes to podcast pitching. And so that is, we've talked about the importance of sending out a really high quality pitch, but one of those things is to have very specific topic ideas. Um, A lot of people tend to send a pitch and they just bullet out some things 
they are an expert in, right? So like, hey, I'd love to be in a show. I'm an expert in marketing, branding, sales, whatever. That is making it so much harder for that host than if you are to just give them, here's three topic ideas that are very specific that I know would give value to your audience. Okay. Yes, and that is, yes, a, that yes, is a completely what she said. Different, yeah. <laughs> Underline it, bold it, get it out there. You guys you think that that's a really important mindset for people to have, like this goes with my journalism days, you know, is like, we have to make it as easy to get to the yes as we possibly can. And by doing that, you want to be as specific as possible. Now, does that mean that the host can't come with another topic idea or want to tweak it a little bit? Absolutely. But you are there to give them really solid ideas because 9.99 times out of 10, our hosts use what we guessed, right? Like it, it definitely not, um, makes me say yes. Yeah. I'm just exactly. going to be honest. If it doesn't yeah. quite fit, I might say, I'd love to do this topic, which is a similar topic, but the way that it's phrased and might that's be different. great. Absolutely. And that's great because you have that feedback then. Okay. We know what we want to talk about. Great. I've also heard people say they get nervous, but like, they're like, well, what if the host like takes that topic idea and, and gives it to another guest? Y'all that doesn't happen. No, like, don't worry. I don't about think that. that hard on it. Let's yeah. be honest. Like, I think like, about the <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, don't worry about. It. That's why people. I mean, it, this is definitely a big mindset thing that is a one is people thinking, oh, I can't do this because I don't have connections. Oh, you don't need connections. Okay, you just need to have a solid pitch. I work out of my little tiny office, Boise, Idaho. We have, you know, our publicists work out of their little tiny offices based all over the world. And we get our clients on top rated shows, not because we're at the big fancy events, not because we have some huge Rolodex, not because XYZ is because we have a good pitch. And I yes. think that that is a huge mindset shift for people to have. And that is do not like say, I can't do this. And I'm not saying like, hey, right off the back, go pitch yourself, Amy Porterfield, Jenna Kutcher, like, you know, these types of shows that have huge ones. But like you said at the beginning, we'll find some shows that still have your ideal audience, but are a smaller stepping stone for you to get, get to bigger ones. Absolutely. And I know Christina has the guests that she pitches me. It's so fully fledged out that right. it, it, it does make me say an easy yes. I'm still going to make sure that I'm focused on female service providers. Absolutely. But other than that, I mean, of course she knows that, but other than yeah, that, we're only pitching you ones that make sense exactly. for that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can't yeah. tell you how many times a man pitches me and I'm very specific in my podcast that it's for females. Right. So I'm always shocked when I get that. That's, that's the spray and pray. Um, yeah. and it's never going to get a yes. I mean, yeah. it's not my ideal client, but it's definitely still not going to get a yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And All right. You, and I want to, I, I do want to say one thing on that one caveat on that is like, we have gotten one of our particular clients. He is male, but he works with female clients. Like that's his, his bread and butter. And that's what he does. And so I do think that it's important to know, like you can still pitch if that's absolutely it's saying up front. I know you don't normally have female guests. That is how we've gotten this cl our client Louise on multiple shows. Is we say, hey, we know you only have female guests. We completely respect that and understand it. But we also think that this particular client, his who he teaches, are women as well. And here's some information about him. That's a completely different ball game than just sending it and not acknowledging that, like, oh, this person doesn't typically have male guests on. Exactly. All right. Well, what are three things, because I know everyone loves to hear this part. What are yes. three things that have helped you 
grow your business? And it could be tools, advice, really anything. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing that I've really learned and I've started to lean into over the past, like, I mean, I still am a year or two years is going with my gut. Um, really going with my instincts on things, you know, when I have a discovery call, someone doesn't seem like a good fit, not trying to push that, right. Not trying to make it something that be, or even like with employees, even if anything, I feel like, but really learning more to go with my gut is, has been, um, that's something that's really helped me grow for sure. Um, the second thing would be, you talked about this and I love that you talked about this, which is like giving the people what they want. And what I mean by that is like, we all have visions of a four hour work week. We all are like, man, if I could just like sit on a beach and make like a million dollars, that would be great. But that ain't how this works. And listening to your audience and what they are wanting has been a a huge thing in business. Um, It's made it so that you know, services that I thought would do well, that didn't do well services that I wasn't sure about, but that have gone gangbusters because that's what people actually want. You know, those types of things are, are important to, to remember. And I think that we fight sometimes so much like, well, I should be doing it this way or, well, I want to do it because that educator told me to like that. Exactly. Exactly. Cause this person told me to, then I need to be doing it that way. I'm here to tell you, no, that isn't how you have to do it. And you can build how you want to build it and what makes sense for you. So that was, that's been huge. And then third is investing in education and masterminds. Um, I think that a lot of people get nervous about this and I get it. I totally understand it. Like uh, some of them could be a ton of money for you to be, you know, investing. And when you're not making a whole lot of money yet, that can be really scary. But the thing is when you do put that money down, oh, you show up. And you work way you harder to get to that debt. Way that harder. Finish line. Yep. Yes. You you do what you got to do, um, you know, to get there. And so in a lot of ways, I see that as a big benefit, you know, for people. Um, I'm not saying zero out your bank account, but I'm saying no. invest wisely in the communities, masterminds, et cetera, that makes sense for what you do. Um, I think that that would be my third one that have, has really helped me grow. And I will add to that um, outsourcing to people like Christina, because oh, that's sometimes a, yeah. when you outsource, like my clients who outsource their Pinterest to me, um, yeah. they, they, it's worth the investment because they have a person who does it day in, day out, all day long. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you're, you're, you're going to get it done very well. Let's say so I love before that. I love we that. get to bonus one, number four outsource. <laughs> and, and I'm with you. I outsource. I mean, I outsource a lot in my business. Like I think you get to a certain point in your business. I'm like, you know what? I, don't, I want an I expert to, to do this. it. I'm going to spend, I don't want to learn this on it. I just take the time. I don't have the energy to do this. I mean, I outsource most services in my business. Like I, I'm honestly can't even think, I mean, other than the service we provide. I use Instacart to deliver my food. So yes, I'm always outsourcing. I'm always outsourcing everything. And, and for most of our clients, I mean, I know we've talked about, but for our clients, our clients where we do all the pitching for them, that is it. They know they want to be on podcast. They know telling their story is super important. They know getting in front of their ideal audience is important. They just do not have the time to do all the research and the pitching and the follow-up and all that type of good stuff. So they realize like, and that's why most of our clients sign on for a second year. We even have clients coming on for the year. 
is like, I know this works. This has worked for me, um, but I just do not have the time other than the interviews. Yeah. Our time is worth money. Remember yeah. that. Remember that. Would we spend more time in our superpower and making more money and having an expert do it? Probably so. Yes. Uh, so before we get to the gift that Christina is sharing with our audience, yeah. tell everyone about the services that you provide, because I know someone listening has been thinking, I really need her help. Welcome to me. Um, no, we have we have three main um, services that we offer. And the first one is actually a DIY course called Hey, bitch, let's pitch. Yes, that is legitimately what it's called. Um, I love it. It makes me laugh every time. Um, but that is about a two hour training that I give that is all about how to build your pitch template. So we've talked about that a couple of times in here, but this is literally the strategy we use for our clients as well. We build out a robust pitch template for them and then we use that to pitch. And that means when you have those pitch days, like Jen was talking about and I was talking about, you're, you're good. You already got that set. You're just having to do some research and, um, you know, uh, customizing at the time, and then you're pretty much ready to go. And so that's what that training is all about. And if you're at the beginning of your business, you should be, spend time doing this work. Um, this is absolutely something that you can start off doing yourself, no question. Um, then we have a done with you option, which is our um, elite podcast pitch day. And that is really made for people that want to have a team member start pitching them. So there are a lot of people out there that are like, um, I actually have a team member that I think could do a really good with this. Is this something that you could help get them trained up on? Absolutely. We offer that in per that's an in-person um elite VIP day that we do. Um, because I like to talk to my peeps uh face to face where I can. So definitely love that. And then our main service, which is our most popular service, is our podcast pitch broker service. And that is where we get our clients booked on aligned podcasts guaranteed. So when you work with us for a year, we guarantee that we'll get you on 24 podcasts that are full of your ideal audience. Um, and so that is the one that um, a lot of people really gravitate to uh, because, you know, like we've talked about, time is of essence and not what that's what they're what they're looking for. Yeah. And that investment in a year makes sense because you, there's a lot of groundwork and research yep. that you have to do going into it. So yep. yeah, for we used sure. to do six months. Like, and this is all about pivot. You guys, my business, like this looks so different than it did when I started, when I started three month contracts, then I went to six month and that's what we have for a really, really long time, like over a year. But the problem was, like you just said, we could get all the bookings in the six months, but none of the interviews were landing yet. None of the, like, some momentum wasn't really happening. And now that we have our clients for a year, they're starting to see that snowball effect come in. They're starting to see, now I'm really seeing the momentum in my business, X, Y, because I can guarantee to you, after being on 24 podcasts full of your ideal audience, your business is going to look a lot different a year later than it did at the beginning of the year time that we worked together. And sure. so the we did go up to a year and I was really nervous about it at first, but we did it and it's been awesome. So talk about like the evolution of your products like that. That definitely has happened over the years. Yeah. So tell everyone what your freebie is and how it can help our audience. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I have a um, really fun quiz at podcastpublicityquiz.com and you can head there. It's a really fun interactive quiz. Um, I use video ask a lot. So that's what it is like a video quiz for you. Um, and what it's going to do is direct you to what might make the most sense for where you're at in your business. So that could be that VIP day that might be the done for you. And you can get more info on that. Like, is it the right time? We have a whole article on, is it the hire a publicist? And then we also have info on the bitch let's pitch training. Amazing. Well, I want to thank you so much for all of your great advice, because as we mentioned, time is money. What is the best way that someone can get in contact with you in case anyone wants to take this conversation further? Absolutely. A great way to get a hold of me is on Instagram. Um, I'm active there and you can find me at Blicity X Christina. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Um, and uh, yeah, I would love to, love to chat further. We can book a call and kind of go from there. Sounds great. If you found some ideas and tips that you can really implement into your business, we would love for you to leave a review. We are always looking for reviews, just like all other podcast um, owners. And so today I'm just asking. Now go out there and do something good for your business, like snagging Christina's gift, but then make sure that you take some time to take action. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business.